Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals This is Ruin Willow reading from a story from the anthology Decadent Erotica. It's a female-female-male dressing room hookup rendezvous story. Squishy wet sounds fill the dressing room as Cameron is beating off hard again. I glance at him, and his hand is working his shaft pretty roughly. From the sounds of it, his pre-cum lube must be slipping out of him freely like lotion. Or there's a good chance he came already, and he is just hard again. Maggie loosens the laces at the base of my ass cheeks. As she spreads the bodice to bare my bottom, she kisses each cheek, then nudges the fabric up with her lips. She sucks my skin lightly. Then she kisses the top of my ass, traveling up over the small of my back, using her nose to nudge further, loosening the laces. Every move she makes drives my desire for her more, my attention from her I, I want it. She sits up and straddles my ass. As she works her way up my back with her hands, she grinds her wet pussy against my ass. It feels so wet and warm. I writhe and moan with pleasure, as I imagine my pussy spitting its wetness onto the dressing room carpet. Once she has loosened the laces enough, she slides it off my ass and grips my thigh to flip me over. I sit, and she slips the bodice of the bodysuit off over my head. In a sex fog, I rage with want for her. I'm incoherent. I'm so lost in swirling hormones and passion. She takes each of my breasts in her hands and caresses them. I gaze into her soft, caramel-brown eyes and melt further into myself, savoring each touch she gifts me. She keeps eye contact with me and lowers her head down to take my right tit into her mouth. <sighs> oh. <sighs> I moan as she sucks, running her tongue over my areola bumps and wrinkles. She laps her tongue against the bottom of my nipple, causing the top to rub against the top of her mouth. I arch my back, which prompts Cameron to come join in and suckle my other tit. Oh! I gasp when his mouth lands on my nipple. This is a luscious double-tit massage I will never forget. I moan as both of them suckle me, sipping at my bare tits, slipping their tongues and mouths about my nipples as if they are searching for something and can't get enough. I've never been double-sucked before, and I groan in massive delight as their mouths go in different directions. Oh! <laughs> Both leading me in the same way in an impending effortless orgasm. Maggie leaves my tit and kisses her way down my abdomen to my pussy, I'm shaking. I'm so excited. I feel her mouth on my clit. Dude, you can fuck me as I suck her. She offers to Cameron in a soft voice. 
I almost laughed at her calling him dude, but I can't seem to form laughter, so it only rings in my head. Cameron doesn't need to be told twice and scurries to line up behind her. She raises up on all fours, then bends her head down so she can lick my pussy. I raise my hips with her, and she shoves her hands under my ass. She's got a vice grip hold on my pelvis. I'm in for it, and I can't wait. First, she lightly touches my to her tongue to my labia. My lips feel swollen and fat. She massages my mound with her tongue, swirls all about me, tasting me, nibbling, moving her mouth around my wet slit and clitoris. You have such a hot, round, think mound, she says as she bounces her fingers against my padded flesh. True, hers is flatter, but I still love it. Her mouth gyrates against my labia from the motion of Cameron fucking her from behind. I savor the sound as of the skin slaps, the smacks as he pounds into her like a fiend. As her body skates back and forth, it makes her mouth move across me like the gentle yet fierce force of an ocean wave greedily licking upon its gentle wet sand. I am floating like a breeze on ocean waves as my body undulates with pleasure as all the sensations flood my body. She dives her tongue into my slit's opening. She licks up closer and closer toward my clit. Cameron is rage-fucking thrusting into her and makes her body gyrate, causing her whole self to bob back and forth. I'm not sure if it's her ass or her pussy he's riding, but the motion helps her rock my pussy as she climbs her tongue up my labia lips to my clit. I hold my breath as I feel her hot breath bathing my clit with heat as she crashes her mouth wet onto my clit. She sucks and doesn't stop as I moan and thrash, rubbing my thighs against her cheeks and soft hair. <laughs> with each pound from Cameron, her face is shoved harder against my clit. Oh, please, please more. I love this. I beg. My orgasm climbs up to the edge of the peak. I teeter to fall over the intense high. <laughs> I'm gonna come. I barely get the words out before I'm lost to the orgasm. My shoulders rise off the carpet, and my feet leave the ground as I stiffen as I'm overcome completely by it. The pulsations of my vagina pound out like an angry beast. It's my limited knowledge of beasts stronger than one. I'm helpless before what it does to my body. I let a yell rip. It's involuntary, and I couldn't have stopped it if I had tried. My body twitches as the room comes back into focus as my eyelids stop fluttering. I sigh as my sounds simmer down to whimpers. <sighs> I can't speak, but holy fuck reverberates inside my head. I can't stop the panting that has control over my body. She groans as she sucks me. My clit is so sensitive, I fight the desire to scream. I thrash, trying to get away from her, but she has a firm hold on me still. Maggie twitches. She is thrown into another orgasm from Cameron fucking her, which leads me to release my own cum again against her warm, moaning mouth, which is still clamped securely on my clit. 
Cameron grunts and growls. His pumping increases, causing her mouth to rub all over my clit and wet pussy, thoroughly wetting half her face with my cum. I gasp as her mouth rides over my oversensitive clit, which is blessed, exquisite torture. Cameron ceases pounding into her. Mmm, yummy, she says into my pussy as I continue with another shake shiver as I finish another orgasm and come once again. Oh, the power of her. Fuck me. <sighs> wow, is all I can manage to say in a whisper. She falls forward onto my stomach. My hands go to smooth her soft hair. Cameron sits back and then falls to the floor next to her, using my left thigh as his pillow, with his cock laying down finally drained and calm. We lay and breathe, all three panting as one, as if somehow our fucking birthed the, the best threesome ever. <laughs> I laugh, because that's silly. But when it's your first... The threesome is the best you've ever had. Wow, I say. Then Maggie laughs. Wow, is right. That was insane. Fucking hot as fuck, Cameron says, chuckling as we hear more store patrons entering the dressing room next to us. How many people do you think hurt us? I ask with some trepidation. Oh, likely the whole store. Maggie says with confidence, and trust me, it's not the first time. Okay, that's the end of the excerpt, and I guess I probably should have said at the beginning, it's a dressing room <laughs> hookup rendezvous, and there's a couple that hooks up with a sales girl. Fantastic. I mean, Rowan, you read that, and you like really get into the role of it. It's it's amazing. It's really cool. <laughs> Love that. I Thank you. I do get into it. I really, I really enjoy it. And I have a lot of fun when I do it. And I love to do different characters. Like, you know, I've done some pretty crazy roles that have been pretty extreme. And that was, oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> so how do you come up with these? Like, what's the process of it? It just usually pops in my head. I have so many things <laughs> started. I have a big giant list things just pop in my head all the time. It just kind of happens. So, you know, I'm really lucky. I don't run out of content or ideas. I run out of time. <laughs> mm. Now, uh, would you consider yourself to be a very sexual person as well to create this? Or Because sometimes people are very different when they, when I talk to them versus yeah. like actually how they are with doing stuff like this. No, I'm definitely very sexual. I've always been that way. Um, I, I'm very adventurous. I'm very open to trying things in the right environment. Um, yeah, I mean, my brain just kind of goes there all the time. And so I could just be sitting somewhere or reading something and I suddenly get an idea. Uh, I try to write them down so that I don't forget them. <laughs> now, it makes me think, um, are these based off of your own experiences or are they purely just made up a lot of them in your mind? both. And so I often, I always say to people, almost every female character I write has a piece of me in her. It's kind of something that just naturally happens for me. Um, I don't write about everything that I would want to do. That's what some people think. So, oh. so it's interesting to me, for some reason, people see the 
genre of erotica differently, maybe because it's about sex and it's personal. But people assume just because I write something means that I personally want to do it. And I always say, well, think about other genres of fiction, like Stephen King. Does he want to be a axe murderer or a crazy person <laughs> living in the sewer? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? But since it's erotica, people somehow make this leap of um, thoughts that they think, oh, it's personal. It's about sex. She must want to do that. Or maybe they just like to think that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I think that's a good analogy uh, for mm -hmm. that. You know, it was um, our mutual contact, Layla. She she, got, mm -hmm. she puts, Layla's awesome, by the way. Layla is awesome. To, I love her. <laughs> big shout out to Layla. I've had her on the show many times. She always refers like amazing people. And it's just interesting, all the people she knows, like people like yourself. And then uh, I'm actually talking to Casey Donatello after this. I love as that. Well. <laughs> Tell me is great, love... right? Casey's great. I think she's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, going to get some wild yes. stuff with that. <laughs> Absolutely. She's so amazing, though. I just loved interviewing her on my podcast. And then I had her and her husband on. So that would be something you could do too. get the both of them to come on because he's starting to do more speaking out, too. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we're going to be covering uh, her 41st birthday party that she just oh, had. Oh, that's the cool. Bukaki and gangbang event. I'm like, whoa, uh, we're going to be talking <laughs> about this. What's going on here? You know? <laughs> exactly. It <laughs> sounds like Casey. <laughs> right, right. But I wanted to ask you, I was like, oh, I lost my train of thought here is um, <laughs> I, I'm in my mid 40s. And I think about kind of this audio erotica or written erotica from like the 80s uh to mm -hmm. now like wh what do you think is different from that time and, and and that type of content then to what it is become now well i haven't read much from back then but from what i hear there was a big push in i think the early 2000s where there were some women erotica writers it was kind of getting kind of hushed hush but they did this thing where they did it on their own and it kind of brought erotica back out into the open and people were seeing it more and it just started it's grown and grown more since then even though we have so much censorship um yeah there's so many ways to publish still now that uh, the censorship isn't going to win because there's so many other places to publish you know and it, my thing is to why not just publish it and if people don't want it they don't have to buy it so why yeah. not make it available for people who want it you know What's with the censorship and erotica? I mean, I've even come across this in interviewing people. I had some people on and let's say through YouTube and stuff like they'll give me like a warning of like mm -hmm. about the content. I'm like, what's the big deal here? I mean, like I know, somebody's I website know. that's triple X or something, you know? I've, I am on my fourth attempt at trying to stay on YouTube. The first time <laughs> I did, I know the first time was amazing. I went a year and a half and I had over 50,000 listens yeah. and I got a few warnings here and there. And then they asked me, I'm like, how are you okay with me for a year and a half? And then you decide no. So, and it's frustrating too, because there is sexual content on there and it seems like they target certain people. Yeah. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Like I you're like the second person that's told me that and then like they mm. get suspended whatever and then they have to go back on and it feels like they have to do something that's not necessarily what they want to do when they get back on right you know what i mean absolutely mm -hmm. and i've people have advised me don't put the same content back up on youtube because they might have it a way to see that it's the same thing like because you have to make a whole new account yeah through gmail to like make a new youtube so if you <laughs> use your old content they might see that it's you it's somehow flagged you know so you have to be really careful and the last time i got kicked off it was really dumb i had linked to a sex coach 
her website. And she's a she's a therapist. Yeah. And they kicked me off because I linked to her. And I'm like, she's she has a degree. She's a therapist. She's helping people. Yes, she helps people with sex and, you know, relationships. But she's a professional. She's not a sex worker. You know, it just was really frustrating. Crazy. Even if she was a sex worker, who cares? I know. Who like, cares? Exactly. Deal? Exactly. I don't understand why they care. It doesn't make sense. It's crazy because <laughs> it's like, okay, so it's like a link to something. That's what happened to me. I got one warning based off of a link to someone uh -huh. else's. And so then I'm like, okay, I can't put their links in the yep. description. And once I stopped doing that, I never got anything, a warning after that. You know, yeah, that, that's what I do too now because mine aren't video, they're, they're audio on YouTube, but I don't put any links in there anymore at all. Not even to my podcast because nope, nope no links, none. Crazy, right? Sad. It's like, it is. It's really sad. What do you think it is like this whole censorship with sex-based content? Where, do, where does that come from in your mind? Uh, I don't know. I feel like our country is so much more prudish. And if, I don't know, everybody always says it comes from the Puritans and all mm -hmm. that. Because, I mean, you look at Canada, they're completely different. They got sex clubs. They, yeah. I mean, I just interviewed a, a, a person yesterday who's a podcaster and she's she does sex clubs and she does videos of sex clubs. And she's like, yeah, I live in Toronto and we have four sex clubs. And I'm like, so people, it's just, it, it's an accepted thing. Yeah. You know, like it's so different there. And I don't know why we're so prudish here. I guess someone's trying to control us. I mean, <laughs> that's what I <laughs> well, think. There's just so much crazy content out there that, mm -hmm. I mean, it's sex. I mean, it's not like they're holding a gun to people's head here. I mean, it's like. See, right. Why? This is what bugs me, too, is on Amazon, they'll let someone who is writing about a serial killer. I mean, any kind right. of serial killer murder and they can advertise. They can talk about it. But the minute you're talking about sex, I have interviewed people who are educators about sex and they get censored on Amazon. Crazy. Isn't crazy. that crazy? This is a natural act. Why are we so scared of a natural act? We all came from, can I swear? Oh, you can say whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like we all came from fucking. Why are we so scared to talk about fucking? Why? <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> We all came from there, right? Everybody's scared to talk about fucking. They're just like, there's mm -hmm. something. It's this whole atmosphere of like how personal is it or something or what people are doing inside their bedrooms or wherever. And it's mm -hmm. like people enjoy sex in many different ways. And I, I, I think there's some weird insecurity about it with people who make decisions yeah. related to it, you know? I know, but it's like the judgment too. Why do you care what someone else does consensually in their bedroom? Right. Oh, why do you care? Who cares? I mean, I've reported on <laughs> BDSM dungeons and all this stuff. And it's not like, like, that's not my thing, but it doesn't need mm -hmm. to be my thing. It's just me right. getting it out there that there are other ways that people enjoy pleasure, that yes. they don't have to be the same version of pleasure yes. for that. Like what's, I just, I've, I think the more we get this out there, it's why I like doing these interviews and these discussions mm -hmm. because it needs to get out there and, you know, as careful if you have to be, you know, about putting it out there, it's still worth yeah. it. I believe. I do too, because someone's going to hear it. Someone's going to listen. And it's, it's, I've heard other people say it's kind of like it's it could be kind of grassroots, but that's OK. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still out there. And the fact that we're actually doing it is is fighting against it. We're doing what we want to do is fighting against the, the fascism and the control that they're trying yeah. to do, trying to stop people from talking about sex. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, there's greater issues in America than yes. sexual content. I mean, there really exactly. is. I mean, oh my gosh. You know, focus on other things that are really hurtful and that yes. are pain, big pain points in our country. But, you know, if somebody wants how they like to have pleasure, that is just crazy to me that, that that's such a hot button, you know? I know. This is the natural act of sex. If we didn't have sex, we wouldn't continue as a species. I mean, come on. Let's yeah. let's release this a little bit. Here. Let's, literally, let's release it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's t- let's talk about the old fuck yeah podcast. And okay, uh, which I'm wearing my uh, shirt. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Great marketing there. There it is. Right <laughs> I'm like, there. I was trying to decide what to wear, and I'm like, hmm, I'm just gonna wear my tank top. That says oh gonna, fuck yeah. Yeah, I love it. Looks great. Um, so how did you come yeah. up with this? And, and and I think it's good for the listeners. Another way for them to enjoy hearing about pleasure. What's the concept and how'd you come up with it? Well, really how I started getting into publishing and creating erotic content was through Twitter. And I started, you know, I started making little snippets of erotica on my account. And then I started to do some audio reading of those snippets and people really responded to my voice and they just kept talking to me about it. And often I would say, oh, fuck yeah, in my, my little things. So it became kind of a catchphrase for me when I was trying to decide how to create the podcast, which I I made in response to people who kept saying, hey, you should do a podcast. And I was like, I'm already writing all this erotica. How am I going to do a podcast too? And so people kept suggesting it to me. So finally, I'm like, well, why the fuck not? Let's try it. What can it hurt? And so then I was trying to think of how to create a name. And I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah, with Rue and Willow. That's that's my catchphrase right now. And so, it, you know, it has a lot of implication in there. And speaking of censorship i couldn't use the you and the fuck so they made it a star so it's <laughs> the fuck has a star in it instead of a you <laughs> crazy and it's just grown from there and the audio has grown and I, i'm doing audiobooks and uh it's just it's really grown a lot it's and i've interviewed so many people i've done so much erotica i do erotic improv which is really fun too um yeah i'm having a blast erotic improv i'm not sure i've heard of that before like, well, I kind of made it up. So like I sit down and record a podcast episode and I'll sit down with just like an idea and then I'll just spin a story off the top of my head. And so it's not perfect because it's not edited. It's uh, completely off the top of my head. I'll edit it a little bit, like if I repeat myself or I have a long space, but I yeah. don't have to edit it very much. And so I sit down and I just make up a story right off the top of my head and I call it erotic improv. Awesome. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, so <laughs> which one of your stories is like your favorite that you really oh, like? This oh is amazing. Gosh. Like That is really hard to pick. I guess the one that really makes me laugh, the one that, that I got the most reaction reactions from is just kind of a shocking story is the Licking Sip Coffee Shop. Because it's such a, um, one of my reviewers who was reading it, she, she was, <laughs> she reviews a lot of my stuff and she was reading this one on the treadmill and she had to get off. She's like, I, I can't, I can't read this. This is so extreme. I cannot read. And she put that in her review and I'm like, fuck yes. Wow. <laughs> she couldn't stay on the treadmill to read the story. And so that one was really fun to do. And, and that one's actually in the Decadent Erotica. That's one of the stories I put in Decadent Erotica, which is the anthology I read from. And I, I'm really excited because I'm in, the, I'm a finalist in the Golden Pigtail Smut Awards for that book. <laughs> And the voting is going, yes, the Golden Pigtail Smut Awards. It's a thing. Alexa Summers is an erotica author, and she created this this award 
it's a event, I guess you call it. And so people nominate books and erotic um, audiobooks, and then they vote. And so I made it to the finals. Somebody nominated Deccan and Erotica, and I made it to the finals. And the finals, are, the voting is still going on until the 28th, and then they'll announce the winner. So I'm just like so excited even just to be nominated and be in the finals. It's so exciting. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank let's, you. Let's, let's back up to this treadmill story here. I mean, this is, I think this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm naive here and stuff, but she had to stop being on the treadmill because she was getting so worked up. Is that what this was? Yeah. And she was so like shocked and taken aback. So this story is, a, it's an exhibitionist story where, okay, so there's a dom and a sub and she is his wife. They're married and they own this coffee shop and she's an exhibitionist and she's, she works in the shop. She's like the manager and there's, it's a coffee shop and he sits back and he likes to watch the goings on in the coffee shop like from video and stuff. So it's a coffee shop that um, lots of stuff isn't on the menu. <laughs> lots of, <laughs> if they had this stuff on the venue, menu, they'd probably be called a brothel or something like that. So it's, <laughs> it's all this exhibitionist like sex that goes on between the staff and the patrons. And so like the, the one of the things they do is they have these, these German shirts, you know, like with the, elastic right here sure. and so they, they they'll they'll pop their tits out and they will put whipped cream on their tits if someone orders that and they will and this is why it's called the licking sip coffee shop and then patrons will lick their nipples off whipped cream off their nipples and people will have sex um it's it's all like hush hush so like if they see anybody come into the door i probably shouldn't give away all the story all the storyline <laughs> right but anyway so it's it's exhibitionist and one of the funniest things that i created in it because you know other people are like, you know, licking off nipples. Well, how to click create a, a tit washing machine. So in the story <laughs> is a tit washing machine where the waitresses <laughs> can go put their breasts in the in the tit washing machine and get cleaned off for the next patron. And they all want to do this. This is all mutual. It's not anything where anything is forced. They all want to do this. So all these different crazy storylines happen and that's the story. And so <laughs> <laughs> I loved reading her review when she said she had to get off the treadmill. She was just so like, what? You know, like... <laughs> so what did she do afterwards? She'd like go and sit down and listen to it or what? I don't know. I, I should ask her. I don't know. I would have it to should like, be a follow up to that. I think you got to know. What <laughs> you know, right? afterwards. Like, you know. I want to know what, how did you read it? Where did you read it? And so this is the really kind of fun thing to read in a review when someone says something like that, that they're so affected or they're just like, you know, blown away that's so fun to read that kind of a review i mean a tit washing machine that's unbelievable all <laughs> <know>, right <laughs> and, and honestly this story actually grew from a, a fantasy of mine that i developed when i was in college where i thought about how sexy would it be to be the waitress in this in, in a coffee shop and then people would order sucking whipped cream off your tits. I don't know. It just, to me, that was sexy and hot. It was exhibitionistic. And it was just this funny, crazy fantasy that I had created. So that's where the story actually grew from. This is a different type of coffee shop, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, <laughs> yes. It doesn't exist in America. Maybe in Europe. I don't know. Somewhere. No, maybe in Europe. Exactly. <laughs> somewhere underground. You know. <laughs> somewhere where people don't know. Yeah, you, it would have to be totally hush-hush and they yeah. would only be able to do this in certain patrons in the store. So <laughs> in the stories you tell, obviously there's a variety of different stories, but what closest 
like aligns with you sexually, like that, that you enjoy? Oh boy. Um, that is a really tough question. Um, because I've written so many things. Like I've written everything from lesbian BDSM dom stories to gang bangs to, uh, it's almost impossible for me to say. Um, I've literally written all across the board. Like the only thing I haven't written is male, male, gay erotica or, um, you know, fantasy where it's like aliens fucking people and stuff like that. <laughs> down there. Yeah. It's a whole <laughs> different do, genre. Monster, there's monster erotica out there too, where people are, wow. are fucking monsters. Yes. Oh my okay. gosh. Yes. That's a big thing. That definitely should know. not be censored. I, even... I mean, it's not even a real thing. Like, there's no mind. I know, right? I mean, that's so true. Jeez, I can't man. get much more sci-fi fan- fantasy than that. Yeah. So you have a hard time just like, what is closest to what you like that you you just like a lot of things i i am very fluid i i like a lot of things yes i i don't know that i can pick one story that i've written it would have to be like a collection like my anthology because there's so many different <laughs> things in there because i can't just pick one thing that would turn me on there's just there's just too many <laughs> <laughs> all right so it's impossible that's it's impossible <laughs> there's too much pleasure different types of pleasure uh, to have in life yes. right that's what it sounds like you're telling me mm-hmm. yes <laughs> So what's interesting uh, about this, I think it's interesting. I've ever talked to different uh, people in the sex space or doing sex podcasts or academics. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel any inhibition to tell like more about what you like or to be graphic about these things on like in media, uh, things of that nature? Or do you feel like I leave that to the stories? I don't really give too much of myself. No, I do give up on myself. And, I, you know, another thing I do, too, is, is sex toy reviews. Mm. And I totally tell people what I like and what it did for me because there's so many different sex toys out there. And if you're if you've tried one and then you stop, you're totally missing out because they're so different and they can bring you so many different sensations. So, yeah, I flat out will just tell people this is what it did for me. This is what it did to me. This is why I like it. I have a hard time saying that I, I hate any sex toys because mm. even if they aren't going to be a finisher, they're going to be an edger. You know what I mean? Oh, like they're going to get me yeah. in the mood. It may not be a finisher. So it's hard for me to say I hate the sex toy or it sucks because it could just be that it's it's an edger. I mean, it sounds Builder. like like a lot of things, but like what's your favorite sex toy? Oh, my favorite. Okay. I love the Clit Suckers and Zumio. Those are my probably ones that, and, and I do like the dual ones that hit the G-spot and the clit at the same time also. But my top ones, I would say, would be the Zumio, which looks it's like a big pen. And mm-hmm. it's got this really small tip that has rotations. And so it gives, delivers very intense targeted pressure. And it's a rotation rather than a vibration, I guess is how they say it. And then the clit suckers, which are those air pulse ones where like it just surrounds the entire clit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the best <laughs> those i could tell it sounds like you feel those are the best <laughs> uh-huh absolutely and i think it really helps people i mean you got to think about how everybody's body's different especially women and clits are all so different they're all different sizes so different sex toys are going to work for different size clits and different women and so you have to you have to try a bunch of sex toys if you don't you are missing out 
That's all I'm saying. You heard it here from Rowan. You're missing out. You understand this? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> and take the toys and put it on, on your dick, too, because that can bring pleasure as well. Seriously. You're that's like, oh, that's just for a woman. Well, it's not just for a woman. I mean, think about it. If it's vibrating, it, I interviewed one woman who is a professor, and she's like, men and women both have the same um, sensors or what's it called? Um, nerve endings that can mm -hmm. appreciate vibration it's not just women i feel like men that's definitely not talked about like that's definitely not talked I about i don't think i've ever heard that honestly oh haven't you no yes it's so true so to, so even just take like a wand a simple wand and, and, and lay it on your dick put it on different parts of it the head the frenulum put it on your balls i mean there's so many different ways you could use it too it's not just for women some of them might work better for women, like the clit sucker, because there's nothing that's small on a man that is a clit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just a little tiny, little tiny circle, you know? So, but still the vibration might be nice. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, what's funny. The way you say it, the voice makes everything sound great. I mean, you could be talking about anything. <laughs> it's like, that sounds great. You know? Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you may be able to sell anything, Rowan. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> now, how does this, how do you view relationships based off of this work? I mean, is it kind of an open-ended thing for you or tell me a little bit about that? Um, you mean relationships with other people? Yeah, or... with other people. You know, I'm curious about that. I mean, it's a very erotic thing. Is do you are you into a long term thing or just kind of an open ended thing? How do you see it? Um, I don't know. I guess for me, it's not necessarily what I'm writing is things that I'm doing. So mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to say. Like I'm not. I'm not in any sort of open relationship or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but so, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, things that I've written about, I haven't necessarily done. So it's kind of hard to, hard to mesh those two because, uh, but I have written, I mean, it's true. I have written everything from a monogamous couple all the way to a gangbang and someone who's, who's open that way. So it, it's, that's across the board, I guess. <laughs> this sounds like a consistent theme with you, Rowan. <laughs> it's like, I'm just open to a lot of different things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I like to write uh, uh, humor a little bit too, like erotic um, rom-com is fun to write too. And I feel like that's kind of like reflective of relationships and talking about relationships because mm. you, 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 you do have some humor in there and then that makes it fun. Most definitely. I mean, I know from uh, my spouse, like she loves humor. She's all about humor mm -hmm. with sex. Mm -hmm. And I think that took some getting used to for me because I like was not really into that. But yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, you know, there can be this can be funny. You know, there can right, be right. You got it's the whole sexual communication aspect, I think, is mm. really, really interesting uh, for oh, that. Absolutely. Right. If you're not communicating about sex and what you want or what your partner wants or whoever you're with, you know, it, it could be a pretty bad experience if you're not having that communication. Oh, yeah. And I think if you communicate, then it's also going to lead to mutual respect, too, because if you're not communicating, you're not going to, number one, you're not going to get what you want. You're not, you may not even get off. I mean, there's some people who think that 
you know, my partner should just be able to read me. You know, can't they yeah. tell what I'm thinking? And that's that's not going to work. I mean, yes, you can read them somewhat, but you still you can't not talk. Yeah, it's you, ha you have work. to discuss. You have to discuss mm -hmm. it. And speaking of talking, so this voice, I'm, I'm listening to you tell this story, which was great, by mm -hmm. the way. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> and how do you develop this voice that you're the, the, the erotic story voice? How did this come to be? Well, I don't know. I think it just sort of naturally evolved because, like I said, I was doing the little clips on Twitter and everybody kept responding to my voice. And so, you know, and then at one point I had an author reach out to me and be like, hey, will you narrate my books? And I'm like, well, sure, I've never done this before. And so I narrated for him and um, got a mentor through him as well that helped me develop more and more of it. And as time has gone on, I've developed a little bit more of a, a you know, a masculine voice. I've done mm. different things where I do different female voices. Um, I also narrate for someone named Amber Collins. And so she has some lesbian stuff. So I have to develop more than one. So, so like, say I'm, I'm narrating in a lesbian story, I'll kind of have my narrator voice and then I'll have the one female character and then the other female character, and I'll have to make them all sound different. And so it's just kind of developed through time. I mean, of all the narrating I've done, and you know, I think I'm getting better with my male voice. It's not perfect, but <laughs> it's getting I heard better. It. I heard Cameron's voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's hard. I mean, it's taken me a while to have different male voices. Some of them are more gruff. So those I'm kind of going away from because they're harder to understand. Uh, but the female ones are good. And one thing I'm nervous about, though, is I took on a book that is not erotica and it's and i have to do a, a scottish accent for one of the characters coming up and i'm like oh shit uh -oh. am i gonna be able to do this you know <laughs> it's gonna be interesting that's all i gotta say that's definitely gonna be i mean that's i don't think that's an easy accent to do oh no, um, no i know so we'll see how it goes and it's a fantasy book so it's like sci-fi fantasy not it's not erotica so <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out for me <laughs> Now, so also I think of interest is the listeners watch. They don't see your face. I got to see your yeah. face. That was awesome. You did. For that. <laughs> what is the, is it part of the allure to not have people see what you look like? No, um, it's more because I also write under my real name and I'm also a blogger under my real name. And I, as we were talking earlier, sex doesn't mesh. So sex doesn't mesh with my other persona under my real name for writing. So I'm always worried that it's going to tarnish it. Someone's not going to want to publish me. A company's not going to want to work with me if they find out I also am doing erotica. Yeah. So that's the main reason. I know. And someday I may show myself. We'll see. I don't know. But um, that's the big push for me is that I'm afraid that I'm going to lose that stuff. And... <laughs> So, yeah, and erotica is more new for me than the other writing. So mm. it's it's a new venture. So if it gets bigger and bigger, maybe I will show myself, you know. Yeah, I think uh, speaking of Casey, we're talking about, I think she's finally showing herself mm -hmm, on she podcasts is. now. She's like, yeah, you're mm -hmm. going to get to see me before people to get to see me. I was like, all right, great, <laughs> you know, for that. <laughs> and that's very new because I interviewed her in December and she wasn't showing her. She didn't show her face to me. When I interviewed yeah. her and she wasn't doing it much, a little bit on her OnlyFans she was, but mm -hmm. uh, she said that's where she was doing it a little bit. But now she's flat out on Instagram showing her whole self. This is me. And that's yeah. great. I think it's great, too. I just I know we've, we've kind of beaten this down, but I think it's like the listeners, I think, really vibe with this. Like, I think more mm -hmm. and more people want to get the full deal. 
They don't yes. want someone to have to feel like they have to put up stuff like even even like Casey and like she said, oh, Darian, have a new website. Check out the website. You know, yep. and it's, it says like sex positive and this stuff like that. And my, yes. um, that's great, whatever. But I feel like just be your dirty, raunchy self. Like if whatever right. you're saying, just <laughs> say it, you know, on there. Yeah, but it's yeah. like people are pulling people to have to be these covers of themselves, which yes. and I know that's not how they want to be projected as you know true that's very very true it's true though but the, you know it's kind of scary like i interviewed a woman who is a, a gay she's she's queer she's um mm -hmm. she does a, a gay podcast and she doesn't even really talk that much about sex but she went to go to apply for a job and she came up as posting sexual content online oh man i mean and she's like she's like i don't really talk about sex she's like i talk about gender yeah. And so that was really disturbing to me. And for her, she's like in her 20s and she's like, I'm in my 20s. What if I need to apply for a job and I get turned down because I did a podcast about being queer? That's fucked up. That's crazy, man. You got to get over right? this stuff, man. Really, seriously. It's not you could talk about all these things and be totally fine at a job. It doesn't mean that you're like, yes. what are you going to do at a job? Like, <laughs> like, I know, I know. And she's a freelancer now. So she's like, I'm, I was okay with it because I ended up deciding to do freelancing. Yeah. But she's like, it really made me nervous for the rest of my life that, yeah. that, that this was called up on a, a, a search for her, which is really quite disturbing. I actually had someone on years ago who was talking about their, uh, abuse, their sexual abuse that happened mm. to them, not in graphic detail. It was just yeah, like yeah. this had happened and it was very damaging. And then she went to apply for a job and they listened to the, I guess they were searching about her and they came okay. up that she was on the podcast and that, you know, they were uncomfortable with that. And she wanted Jeez. my advice. And so can you take it down? I said, I'll take it down. I said, but honestly, you don't want to work for that that company. No, you, that's honestly, awful. you do not want to, if they can't understand, this is your trauma, your situation. Like you don't, don't compromise yourself for this. There's other jobs. Seriously. Like that's a, that's atrocious. That's offensive. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's like, that's like, that's like poo pooing her, her, her abuse, like, which is ridiculous. Seriously. It's like making her responsible for the, the abuse. How sad. It's not like she's out there saying like, hey, I'm dealing these illegal drugs on the side and telling people on a podcast. <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? It's like it's literally about her own trauma or somebody talking about what they like sexually. Like, what does that have to do with the job they're doing? I mean, it's like oh, it's just it, exactly why. Why are we being so intrusive into people's lives like that? And yeah, it's it's almost like they were blaming her. Yes. For, yeah. Oh, that's I, so disturbing. I felt so bad for her. And I was like, I'm sorry that, you know, this happened. I said, but honestly, I really talked to her. I said, you, you need to like stand up for yourself. I'm like, yeah, you may not even yeah. have this job in a year or two. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, right. we have to be, it's, but I get the, I get the fear behind it. Hopefully we're moving past this little by little, so. you know, mm -hmm. but that's why we got to do stuff like this. I mean, you, yes. You know, I, I deal in professional circles all the time and go and speak and stuff like that. And sure, I'm sure people could be like, well, you can't speak about this stuff and that because you have these people on your podcast. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. You know, I'm just like, do exactly. that seriously. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, you, may, you know what? That's and whenever you're triggered by something. I really feel this ruin. Whenever someone's super triggered by something immediately, like that is not something that is like, you know, it brings up like a, a trauma or something. I get that. That may mm -hmm. be. But yeah, if it's yeah. let's say about sex, it says more about them. 
there's yes. something to them that is, it's not about you. It's about them, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That is so true. And it might be something they're trying to hide or uncomfortable yeah. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Right. I mean, it's like, I forgot who I had on my podcast the other day and they were saying how like someone was getting all worked up about like someone who was gay. And then oh, it turned man. out, oh, it was Maitland Ward. I had Maitland on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was saying it's so funny. It was like a friend of her, some guy in high school was so, like, anti-gay. And then he turned out to be gay over time. Right. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, this, it's their own sexual orientation they struggle with. That they, then they exactly. put it on someone else for that. If they come up really heated like that, that's yeah. could be the reason, or it could be yeah, someone in their family that they can't accept. Yeah, that that passion is there for a reason, and it's yeah, it's often more than just hating that person or hating what hap- what they're talking about. Yeah, it's much deeper. I mean, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I got on a rant about that. <laughs> it's just like it gets me worked <laughs> up, Ruin. You know, it's like it does to me fun. too. I just think it's so wrong, and I just hate judgmental people. It just yeah, that just irks me. Most definitely, it's um. Mm. So tell me, you know, like with your podcast too, some more have, like, what was your favorite episode you've done where it was like it was really hot, it was really amazing. You were like, wow, this is like, I was feeling it during this. <laughs> well, let's see. I really, I really do get into narrating the erotica and I love doing the interviews too, but I really get into narrating it for people. And so I really enjoy doing just any kind of erotica. It doesn't even need to be my own. So I'm trying to think of what one of my favorite ones to do was. It's, oh, that's so hard to peck. I've done like <laughs> So many episodes. <laughs> Did you have an interview um, that maybe you really were like, it surprised you? Like when you talked to someone else, you were like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. Um, I did interview a man, which was really interesting to me, or he is a expert rope tire um, mm. in bondage. And he's from England. And so he, that one was really interesting to me because it, it made me think of things I hadn't thought of before because I'm claustrophobic. And so the thought of being tied up is terrifying to me. And so he was talking about this and he would be a good guest if you are any other, okay. <laughs> but he, he does, um, um, bondage so and he's very very open about it he's in he's in the uk which there's so much more open about sex over there and kinks and so he does all this bondage and rope tying and all this stuff but he was talking to me about and this is this is a a personal click for me is that he was saying he really loves tying up someone who is claustrophobic Mm. because he's helping them work through issues and he has had people who have been claustrophobic that have gotten to a comfortable place by him and what he's done and said at, at the time when they were actually tied up. And he said that was a huge moment for both him and the person tied up because they were like moving past this fear because, you know, claustrophobia is, is an irrational phobia. It doesn't make sense, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not stuck. I mean, if you're tied up, you just easily untie you or cut the dang rope, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So that one was surprising to me, I guess. That's one I, I've had a lot of surprising and amazing conversations with people. I feel like the one, and maybe you feel the same way. I meet so many people. It kind of blows up my brain sometimes after I talk to people and I'm like, wow, you know, like, do you ever get that sensation where you're just like, yeah, 
in awe. I think the the <laughs> deeper you go, okay, that sounds like a mm-hmm. weird movie. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an erotica book. The That's an erotica book. The deeper you go, <laughs> dot dot dot. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I, I swear I didn't know I was going to say that. I just said it like, <laughs> well, my my brain always goes there, so you know. <laughs> I think mine too. That's why I probably do all these interviews with people in this space. Yeah. But I think the more uh-huh. you, the deeper you go with someone, the talk you talk to them. And you do this mm-hmm. like with a lot of frequency. It just yeah, opens yeah. your horizon to like everything oh, yeah. that's out there. And also, I just find that like people are are just much more relatable when you really get yeah. in front of them. And I think that's one of the yep. big problems is we're not getting in front of people enough to talk it's to true. them. It's true. Yeah, I think that's very true. They're mm-hmm. like over there. It's not personal. We're not interacting with them. Right. It's like this wall or they're over there. Yeah. They're that. You yeah, know. you can keep people at an arm's distance and it's easy to say bad things about them or yes. be judgmental. But when you sit down with someone, they're often not mm-hmm. as negative as they portray themselves yeah. to be. Um, yeah. They're much more positive. They're much more like less likely to be as controversial uh, mm-hmm. in front of you now. And I think if they are like crazy controversial in front of you, there's something off there, man. There's like, yeah, there's a yeah, whole psychology, yeah. like, wow, you're really playing this role. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. The alternate reality occurring within your mind, you know, you know, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there's some people that, yeah, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna work. So how did, how does writing and then doing the audio for the erotica, how has it helped your own like pleasure? Oh, I think it has helped my own pleasure. Like, I don't know. I'm just so more, I think it's made me a little bit more audible. Like I'm, I'm I make more sounds myself. Mm. I'm just releasing more sounds. And like, I never in all of my life ever thought I would be right you know narrating audiobooks and doing audio work and then just I'm like I'm like what like it, it still shocks me that I'm I'm actually doing this and that you know I have you know 40 some audiobooks out there and I have all these podcasts and I'm like what like it I didn't I never expected it but it's wonderful <laughs> yeah but yeah it has it has changed me and I feel like it's also opened up my mind I think maybe that's why we we're talking earlier where I'm more fluid I've read so much erotica now I've created so much I've talked to so many people and gotten their perspectives it really really has completely opened up my brain and so I am very fluid and open and I think that that might have I think yes that contributed to it that mindset amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully that's what people will get out of this episode, especially hearing the beginning. And it's like, wow, hit you over the head. <laughs> and then you get to hear Ruin right. make a lot of sounds, <laughs> impersonate a guy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And I've gotten picked on for my man voice. And I'm like, um, I'm a woman. So go ahead and pick on my man voice because I'm still a fucking woman. Why you yeah. think I'm going to sound exactly like a man? Um, <laughs> n- no, because I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's next for you? Like, what do you see yourself doing in this space as you keep moving forward? Well, I want to keep growing the podcast and continue it. And I definitely want to just have more people on. I love to have all different voices. Like I just had a submissive male on, which was very, very interesting. Um, he was a very interesting person to talk to things I had not thought of before and how he's so different in different areas of his life. Like he's not a sub across his entire life. 
Mm. You know, so I want to keep doing that kind of stuff and showcasing other people's work and other erotica authors. And I want to keep growing my my audiobooks. Like, you know, right now I'm working on an audiobook where I'm combining my voice with two other podcasters. And so we're, we're narrating my book and I'm combining my voice with their two voices as the character. One's being a narrator, narrator and I'm being a narrator and a character. And then the other one's being a character. And I'm combining all their voices into an audiobook just a hell of a lot of fucking work. Let me tell you that <laughs> to combine three different voices into one audio and make it sound like you're in the same room. Holy fucking shit. It really like, it like probably quadruples the amount of time you spend on it, but it sounds awesome. That's <laughs> so that's amazing. a new thing I'm working on. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, and, um, what else is going on? Sorry. I interrupted you there. Oh no. I was just going to say, I just became an editor on uh, medium for wild erotic craving. So now I'm an, uh, an editor on a publication on medium for erotica also. And so, yeah, that's another thing, another role I just took on. Like I keep taking things on more and more and more. <laughs> you just, you know, this is just more for your stories. You're just trying to take on more stuff. You're like, Oh, <laughs> the erotic editor at medium. And a- she invited me though. She's like, will you come be, cause so I'm doing it with, with my friend who's also a pen name erotica author. And she's like, you want to come do this with me? And I'm like, Yes. But do I have time for this? No, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. That's amazing. Well, Rowan, please tell all the lovely people how they can listen uh, to more of your erotica and uh, connect with you. Well, my podcast is on all the podcast apps. Um, it's a Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow. It's also on the Full Swap Radio Internet Radio Station. And that's on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I think I'm Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. So it's like a radio station where it just plays your episode. And you can't replay it. But you can always replay them on the podcast apps, of course. And all my books are on Amazon, all across. I mean, Apple, Google Play. They even have audiobooks appearing on Spotify now, which is a new thing, which is nice. kind of cool. Yeah. And Kobo, Walmart, um, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Audible, all of those places. I have stories up on Frolic Me, which is a ethical porn site run by women. Um, let's see. I guess uh, I'm, I'm kind of all over social media everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, um, Pinterest, Tumblr, Facebook, um, you name it. I'm like on probably too many. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're on a mega ton of things. Yeah. I am. And then this just blows my mind is that I'm, I'm not doing a very good job keeping up under my real name, but I'm under, I have accounts on that side too. So, woo. Whew. That's a bit crazy. That may be one of the longest uh, ones I've had. For that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my link tree is really long. You scroll through it like it keeps going and going and going. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Rowan, thank you so much. It's been uh, pleasurable, to say the least. Yes. For that. Well, thank you for having me. This was so much fun, and I, I loved our chat. Me too. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you.